here. Done. <laughs> you know what this feels like? What? You're in high school, and the girl was like, hey, Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, on the mic. She was like working in a fast food restaurant, and she was like, my mic is a queen. Now listen to me sing. He wants a number three super size, and he ranks. I was asleep for that one. I don't know. <laughs> I am <What>? so shocked. <laughs> Literally, me and my friends used to listen to that all the time or watch it all the time. We just thought it was so funny. So that's what I like when I, whenever I see a mic, that's what I think of. Every time. Her in the mic. Every time. And I sing the song in my head. So. Okay. <laughs> here with Jasmine. Hi guys. I feel really honored. This is my first podcast ever, so we're doing the thing. Yeah. I'm excited. You want to say something about yourself? Oh, yikes. Okay. <laughs> um, hi guys. I'm Jasmine. I am Jessica's friend. Period. That's mm-hmm. like the best thing ever. Um, and I'm a digital creator. And I am the founder of The Purpose Corner, which is a Christian women's community. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a good time. We do. Oh, yeah, and Jessica's a part of it. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. When, I, when you said we do, I was like, you, you know that? And I was like, oh, yeah, we're a part of it. Anyways. Wow, she forgot. Yay. <laughs> it's so much fun. I love, I really love what I do. And, yeah, I just love people. I love pouring into women. I love good food. I love traveling. Mm-hmm. So, where's the last place you went? Oh, what are we in? Twenty twenty four. Oh, Park City, Utah, to go skiing with my family. That was really fun. That was so much fun. Probably skiing is probably the best experience I've had in a really long time. Really, like it, phenomenal, once in a lifetime kind of thing. I mean, I know you can go multiple times in your lifetime, but what I'm saying is. If you ever get the opportunity to go, you have to do it. Should go. You should go. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of scary at first because you have these big, they look like claws to me. That's what I thought of them as. Mm-hmm. And then if you're not coordinated, which I I was an athlete. I was a gymnast, but not in high school. Like So it's been a very long time since I've done a sport. So I wouldn't consider myself the most coordinated person. So I was like, yikes. If these things get mangled up, it's over for me. And I'm falling. And I might die. But I didn't. You just need to get ski like skiing lessons. Mm-hmm. And that's. And you guys got those like on site. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, because we had never been before. And so I was like, this is the move. We're getting ski instructions. He was so patient. And after a while, like probably an hour and a half in, I was going down the, the mountain by myself he taught me how to turn he taught me how to stop so get ski lessons or snowboarding lessons whichever one but they say that snowboarding is harder than skiing so really watch out for that okay yeah it was fun though i definitely need to take a trip this year i feel like i haven't been anywhere in a very long time well i feel like honestly i've always loved traveling but as i've gotten older i feel like traveling is a way for me to like reinvent my creativity because mm. I think when you get stuck in the day-to-day in the mundane of like okay I go to work and then I come home and I do the things or whatever you know like especially as a 
a digital creator, like I can get stuck in a rut easily. Yeah. But if I'm taken out of my normal routine, that's when I notice that God downloads like a bunch of different ideas and, you know, you're inspired by the people, by the food, by the views. So that's why I love traveling. <laughs> so back to the purpose corner. Um, tell us when that kind of began. Um, well, okay, so what are we in? Twenty twenty. I don't know why, like, <laughs> I can't, with the dates, I was literally writing something, I was like, 2023, I'm like, nope, it's 2024. Anyways, um, so in January of 2023, I used to do YouTube, I was doing YouTube for like four or five years, and then in January, God was like, it's time to lay down YouTube, and I'm like, what do you mean? Because I was the one, like, YouTube is my first love, so I thought I was going to be the one getting 100,000 subscribers on there. Um, that was going to be my main platform. That's what I had in my mind. And so I was confused when God told me to, to lay it down. Um, but I just had to trust him. And I was like, okay. And so I leaned into doing social media. And then he was like, I want you to start a women's community. And I was like, yeah, that that's in line. That makes sense. Because I wrote down that I wanted to create some type of community, where whether it was a girls community, women's community, probably seven or eight years ago so I was like this makes sense but in my head I was like oh this will be two three years down the line mm. and then he told me that he wanted me to launch it in May and I was like May of 2023 and I was like uh okay and so I got to work and um I did it and I launched it and I feel like it it came from the purpose corner came from a place of my own need that's not the sole reason why I started it, but there was a span of like four to five years in college, after college, where I lost a lot of really important friends mm. in my life, even an important mentor in my life. And when I say lost, I mean like weird situations happen. Mm. And we had, for lack of a better term, a falling out. I'm not perfect, but I'm going to be honest, those situations were not my fault. <laughs> and so... That's when I knew that God was intentionally plucking people out of my life mm. to make room for what he wanted to do in my life and to bring the people who would be willing to be along for the ride. Mm -hmm. And so now it makes a lot of sense and it's been very redemptive having the Purpose Corner because I've created friendships that I didn't have before that I was missing out on um, because there were a lot of years where I was just me and my husband, I'm married. Reggie and I, we were just like hanging out with my parents, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is like, looking back, I'm like, that's kind of sad. My parents, that that was our friends and that was it. Reggie yeah. didn't even really have a lot of friends. Mm. And so it's been very redemptive being in this season of having so many God-fearing women around me that I can pour into, but also they pour into me. So that's the purpose corner, like in a nutshell. I yeah. love it. It's my baby. <laughs> and so like from May 2023 when you felt God's telling you to launch it was there like did you feel any hesitancy was there was it like immediately yes yeah but the only reason why I'm not like the super amazing obedience person but backtrack to I mean I would say 2020 God was nudging me and nudging me to do social media and I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm not. I want to stay behind the scenes. Social media is a lot. 
And I ran from that for years. And I finally put my best foot forward and dove deep into it in 2023. But by that time, TikTok was really big and all the things. And looking back, I was like, okay, part of the reason why God wanted me to start in 2020 was because TikTok, for example, was in its infancy stage. And he knew that I could grow Mm. and thrive in that. And I don't think that God ever wastes um, a hurt or Mm -hmm. a place where we're disobedient. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like I've missed out. But after that time of running for so long of being disobedient, I vowed to myself, I said, if you call me to anything Mm -hmm. else in my life, Mm -hmm. the answer will be yes the first time and very quickly. Mm -hmm. And so I knew, and God in his kindness, he gave me another chance through the purpose corner. And he was like, okay, here we go. I'm calling you to this. Yeah. And my answer was yes. And I was like, I have to do this. Yeah. So that's awesome. I think so. I th- I've heard that God knows God knows the exact amount of breaking that we need to, yeah. to go through to, you know, come back to him. Um, so in that time between 2020 feeling called to social media and launching the Purpose Corner, what was going on like in your life? Mm, that's a good question. Um, there's a lot going on. First of all, COVID mm-hmm. uh, and lockdown. And I think being in lockdown mode, you have a lot more time to sit with your thoughts. Yeah. And so, and I had just recently started going to therapy in 2019, wow. the end of 2019. And so I was unraveling a lot of things from my past and my childhood that I had to understand and then things habits that I created that I needed to unlearn Mm. and so not making an excuse but I think looking back it makes sense that I was running from doing something like social media because I already felt so vulnerable Mm. with who I was I didn't even understand who I was I was like yikes so you're telling me all these years I had on this mask I was wearing this shell thinking that I was this one person (laughs) and then God cracked the shell because that's what he does in isolation when when God isolates you he cracks that shell and he does an unraveling to put you back together again Mm -hmm. and so I think with that I couldn't handle people picking me apart on social media or judging me or all the things and I didn't even know who I was mind you I mean if God called me to it he would grace me for it but In my head, I was just like, I can't do this whole, like, Mm. finding myself while also being on social media. So I think that's why there was a lot of pushback. And I was second-guessing myself a lot. And I was like, I am not the person for this job. Mm. I cannot lead people well, and I don't even know who I am. And so it was a blessing in disguise that I, I guess that I decided to hold off on doing social media because I think me four or five years ago, yikes, yeah. the stuff I, the stuff I get now, I don't think I would have been able to handle, mm. you know, all the stuff that's thrown at me with being on social media and stuff. So yeah, it was good though. It was a, it was a good breaking. And like you said, it was like a certain level, like at any moment I was like, Lord, if I'm broken anymore, right. I, I will not be able to be put back together again. So I thought, yeah, but he'll never, he'll never break you to that point. No. So, so good. Yeah, it was really good. So, yeah. 
So being a leader is kind of a natural tendency for you. Oh. Are you saying that or are you asking me that? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. 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 Okay. Like I was talking about with my outer shell that I used to have, the facade that I would put on. Um, I think my comfort zone is staying behind the scenes and not ruffling feathers. That's my people pleasing. And so I used to say, no, like I'm not a leader. I just want to make you happy and yeah, all that for you. You know, like I, I just didn't want to ruffle feathers. But I, I realized as God has revealed himself to me in new and fresh ways, unraveled me, put me back together again, that being a Christ follower, I have to be a leader. Um, because when you are leading people to Christ, when you're making disciples, mm. There's a certain level of trust that they need to have in the God in you. Yeah. So, yeah, I am a leader. Mm -hmm. And I think we all are leaders because Christ has called us to be set apart. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I am a leader. I'm still learning what that looks like and, like, leaning into it. It's uncomfortable at times. I have to have hard conversations at times. I have people coming to me asking me about certain things, whether it's with their spiritual walk or their life. And sometimes the weight of being a leader mm -hmm. can be a lot. There's a lot yeah. of pressure that comes along with it. And so that's how I'm like, you know, people who are not believers, who, who don't follow Christ, I'm like, I don't know how you lead. Because if it's all on you, like if it was all on me, mm -hmm. yikes. Yeah. That, <laughs> that would be yeah. a hot mess. Express. Truly. Truly. So. Yeah. I think being a leader was something that it took a lot of time for me to wrap my mind around because it was something that people would call out in me. Mm. And I didn't. I was like, oh, guys, I'm <laughs> just a little girl. I'm just out here. <laughs> yeah. But then I would look back and realize like, oh, yeah, I was put in this one room and I was the only believer. Like I've consistently been even in my jobs usually like the only christian interesting yeah i'm like why well, is god trust me with this it's <laughs> a lot it's a lot it's a lot and um well obviously other than when i worked at a church y'all oh wait <laughs> you worked at a church did i know oh yes you did yeah that, but i don't know the details on that so maybe we'll have to yeah unpack that. it's interesting what a time shout out <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I've consistently, like, looked back and seen how I was not only, like, set apart, actually, but, like, physically set right, apart. Right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's just been, it's honestly, when you think about it, it is an honor to be able to lead on behalf of what the Lord is doing in the world. And I think it's it's hard to kind of sometimes separate, this is my life. Yeah. Versus, no, this is the story that God is playing out through wow. my life. Yeah. No, that's so true. Because I feel like a lot of times when it comes to leadership, people will feel like it's all on them. Mm -hmm. But also, they don't take it as seriously as they should. Yeah. And that is in the Bible, y'all. Yeah. Seriously. Too much is given. 
much is is required. required. Like, and we've seen it over and over again with different, you know, people in the Bible. And I think we have to be more intentional about understanding what is God calling me to do? Taking that seriously and stewarding it well. Yeah. Because if you're just out here floating, you're like, of course I'm a leader. <laughs> Period. I'm the best. Yeah. Especially now we're in this place of like, you do you. Yes. Whatever goes, whatever you say goes. That's your truth. Right. And it's like. Then then that? where, <laughs> then who can actually be a leader? If that's real. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. All right. I am going to actually read the verse. Romans. Ooh, we love Romans. 12. Okay, this. Who um so we're talking about spiritual gifts here. Anyone who has the gift of serving should serve. Anyone who has the gift of teaching should teach. Whoever has the gift of encouraging should encourage others. Whoever has the gift of giving to others should give freely and anyone who has the gift of being a leader should try hard when he leads. Mm. So, whoop, there it is. Yeah, I think that it's easy to just think, oh, well, they gave me this position, so I'm just going to show up. And that's where my leadership comes from. Right. But, boom, thank you, Holy Spirit. Here it goes. If you are not being led, right, a.k.a. by God, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're not going to be able to lead. At all. Your gifts only get you but so far. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're like, yeah, Jasmine, I hear what you're saying, but, like, I'm leading and. I'm not a believer. Yeah. That's and that's fine. Like there's grace for you in that, but what mm-hmm. I'm saying is especially for those who are believers, you have to allow yourself to be led by God so that you can lead well cuz he's the ultimate leader. And you in your own understanding, you're not going to know what to do. Mm-hmm. Your gifts will get you, you know, pretty far. Yeah. You can you can get people to rally around you and all that stuff, but will it remain right will it last and I've been I've been really studying John 15 within you know this first part of the year and I've been asking myself Lord what does it look like to produce fruit that remains Mm -hmm. because we can all produce fruit Mm -hmm. even non-believers we can all produce fruit but the kicker there is fruit that remains because if I'm producing something and it's here today, gone tomorrow. What's the point? Yeah. You know? So, anyways, that's a tangent. But We love a, t- a tangent. Yeah. I've just been, I, I think, I think God's been um, dismantling a lot of different things in my mind of what I thought about success, leadership, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because I had it twisted for a really long time. I really did. But I think, I think it's just due to my view on what love is and who God is. And I, I mean, we talked about this in the purpose corner the other night, like my view was that love is conditional. I had to be doing something in order to receive what I want. And, you know, even in success, I have to be doing something in order to receive what I want. And God's like, no, you just have to abide in me. And then, you know, I will give you the desires of your heart that align with my will. That part. 
because <laughs> people people get stuck on like the desires of my heart and it's like yeah Mm-mm. if it doesn't align with his will then it ain't happening right and really that's pop. still coming from his goodness like he's not going to give you something that's going to hurt you yeah yeah for sure and i don't i've learned listen i mean i'm not that old but <laughs> now that i'm an adult i realize i'm like god has protected me from so many things that i've asked so for. much yeah yeah. Like some of the things that I asked for, it's oh my like God, I am sorry that I I'm even s- thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, girl, what were you thinking? So yeah. So his protection is good. He's the ultimate leader. And I feel like now that I understand that, it helps me to lead a little bit better. I'm yeah. still working on it. But yeah. And I think I heard it from you. I don't know if it was your words originally, but you said like, God's not going to call us to something that we can do in our own strength. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, which is so true. Um, I did say that because I'm living in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally living in it. And sometimes I can almost, not fully, but almost get resentful with God and be like, God, why'd you call me to this? Yeah. This is hard. Or yeah. this brings up a certain sin issue in my life. Mm. Why, why did you call me to this? And he's like, I called you to it because I want to, one, break that sin out of you. But for you to also understand that you cannot do this on your own. Right. You yeah. never will be able to. Mm. So, and I think that's, that is the Christian life, right? Like, we're constantly doing things that we cannot do on our own. Yeah. And you have, and I think the Christian life is about getting out of your comfort zone all the time. Which is very, I feel like we're taught something totally different. Yes. <laughs> y- yes. Like, why? I don't, yeah, I don't know why. I think we talk about growth a lot, but it's like from this level of you just watch it happen. Yes. Like, you don't have to feel it. Y- oh you don't have gosh. to actually go yeah. through the pain of growing. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like, yes, you get into adulthood. You're not even just adulthood, but I've noticed it more as an adult. Certain things that I was taught as a kid, no knock to them, but it was real cutesy mm-hmm. and cushy and like, yeah, oh, yeah, you just live for God. And you then live for God and then everything, <laughs> it all comes together. Yeah, like what in the world, guys? Yeah. Let's just be for real. <laughs> be so for real. <laughs> So, yeah. So that is a great segue. We both went to Christian school, right? Shout out to private Christian school for <laughs> the entire time, right? Okay, no. So okay. my my journey is like a little more complicated. So I went to Christian school kindergarten through half of 4th grade. Why half of 4th grade? I don't know. And then <laughs> the second half of 4th grade through 8th grade, I went to public school. Oh, okay. And then I went Back to private school. Oh wow, we were on a roller coaster of a lifetime. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's okay. my journey. Well, I want to talk about that gap, but I did go to Christian school mm-hmm. from the whole time. I don't know. Wow, yeah. wow, not the same one, but yeah, for most of it, I moved from third grade to graduation. I was at the same one, but wow, yeah. Okay, how was that? You know, I, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, <laughs> I, okay, shout out to anyone 
that is from that time of life that's <laughs> listening to this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I think that I, I, I appreciate the intention mm. of my parents putting us in a safe learning environment. Yeah. But I think that there's damage that comes from Christian school because it's not reflective of the world at all. Mm. And so... It's just like you I don't think you even realize the damage until you're out in the world and That's you're so like real. Yeah. Well, everyone doesn't <laughs> It's like even certain words that you'll say people are like, "What are you I'm just in the season. What are you talking about? It's spring." You know, like nobody <laughs> right. we don't talk like that. Right. Out, the world does not have the same language. Just it's just like this bubble that you yes. have been living in for however many years you were in that Christian school and then you get out and you're like, whoa, Mm. wow. Even I feel like you miss out on years of being able to answer the call to make disciples because wow. Yeah. You're just surrounded by people. I'm not saying everyone at a Christian school has claimed Jesus as their Lord and savior, but they're getting exposed to it every day. They don't need you. Wow. Oh my gosh. I never even thought of that. That's so real though. The bubble is real. I mean, mine kind of got burst because I went into <laughs> public school. Yeah. But I would say that my experience was similar. Ironically, K through fourth grade, when I went to that school, I loved that school. I felt like it was one of the more diverse Christian schools, and I had a really good experience. And then when I went to public school, and I was like, okay, this is, whoa, this is a little different, but we can, we can go for it. And I really enjoyed my time in public school. I do think there's a certain level of like grit and swag to public (laughs) school that I had to get used to. But I really liked public school because the diversity was huge. Mm -hmm. And then I think my parents, again, the intention behind them wanting me to go back to private school Because they knew, okay, high school, you're about to go to college, you want to get the best education, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. I think when I went to my Christian high school, that's when I was like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) This is wild. Um, Lots of politics in it. Lots of, I was one of two black girls in my grade. Wow. And I think... When, I I mean, I'm thankful because I grew up in private school. I was kind of used to that. Mm -hmm. It was still a shock because I'm like, this is really weird. It's weird. Mm -hmm. And then you just kind of get used to it. And then you get out of it and and you have this certain worldview. And then when I went to college, I was like, what? Like, this this is what the real world is like. And this is what people experience. And even seeing different cultures and quite honestly, even being in predominantly um, black environments, I literally for a second there made me uncomfortable because I was so used to being around non people of color, which is wild because I'm a person of color. Yeah. No, I, my school was also predominantly white. Yeah. So when I went to Atlanta for the first time, I was (laughs) like, Oh, wait a minute. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's definitely, sometimes I feel like 
yes, the intention is good. I, my love for studying the word came from my biblical hermeneutics teacher in high school. Shout out to Mr. Rattle Hoover. Rattle Hoover. Shout out. Yes. Also, I want to throw in a shout out to Victor Green. Okay, Victor Uh, Green. My Bible teacher in school. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Still haven't figured out the sound effects. That's okay. We'll make our own. Yeah. Victor Green. I love that. And see, that's what that I can appreciate that part of Christian school, learning the word. I mean, and we went deep in his class. It was yeah. so hard. It was like one of the mm-hmm. hardest classes yeah, I've ever same. taken, but it was like my favorite. Yeah. And it really cultivated my love for studying the Bible. But I think outside of that, it was a little damaging. Not a little damaging, a lot damaging. A lot, yeah, it's fine to say. Yeah, (laughs) it was, I mean, it was damaging. I had to understand who I was out in the quote-unquote real world. Yeah, and I think you come out of high school in general with questions. Yes. But then coming out of a Christian high school, you're like, (laughs) what do I even know? Yeah, and even like (laughs) something as like simple as, okay, I never went to parties in high school yeah but my husband tells me all the time like he went to parties and stuff and I'm like they had parties in high school and so when I get, got to college and I was invited to parties I was terrified first of all because I'm like I don't, I don't know what to do or you know stuff like that um and it was intimidating but I do think while they both have their pros and cons I think that Christian school is like a bubble. Yeah. And it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And then when you burst that bubble, it's a lot too. I it like reminds me of um like when you're coming up from air, like you're underwater mm-hmm. and you're just underwater for a really long time. And then you come up for air and you're like gasping and you're like, What? And what is this? And what is that? Like that's literally how I felt when I went to college. So Yeah. While I'm grateful for all the things that it taught me, because my path was my path, would I necessarily want that for my kids? I don't know. That's something that I'm wrestling with right now. Yeah. Um, I am further away from a kid's journey than you, but <laughs> I have thought about that. And I want to, I think I want to ho- homeschool them until Ooh. I can't understand their homework anymore. And right, right. And then I think I would go the public school route. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, I don't know about homeschool because, like, wow, that's a lot. But, I mean, I respect people that do want to homeschool. Yeah. It sounds, I mean, if if God called me to do it, of course I would do it. Um, but I don't necessarily know if I feel drawn to it right now. But I do feel like I would go the public school route. Maybe, like, a charter school. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have to, like, look yeah. into it. But I just, I really want my kids to grow up around diverse environments. It's so important. Mm-hmm. It's so important. It's a game changer. And I feel like you are able to be more compassionate, more empathetic if yeah. you're not in that bubble. Yeah, I just think about like the opportunity for increased discipleship. Yes. When your children are coming home from an environment that is not blanketed under the belief of yeah. God and, you know, they're going to bring different questions. Mm-hmm. home yep. from that yep that's so true and I'm grateful because even though I grew up in a school that was not diverse I served at in a girls ministry for 13 years 
and I was a camp counselor there. I was a mentor there. And so I had my opportunities to disciple, but I think if I didn't have that, like when it comes to sharing my faith, I don't know what I would do. And so I want my kids, like you said, I want my kids to be able to be around people who have different religions or backgrounds or whatever and be like, hey, let me let me tell you about Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. what he's done in my life mm-hmm. and be comfortable with that. But that is a muscle and you can only exercise that muscle if you're in environments where you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like in Christian school, it's like, like you said, most of them are getting that in their classes or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're telling me. I'm I'm glad to know that somebody else relates, though, to my experience. Yeah, I think that, I don't know, it's a bizarre thing, because I think in the moment you wouldn't, you wouldn't think. Not at all. Nope. That damage is being caused. No, you're just like, well, be bopping around. Yeah, and you're like, like let me just go to chapel. <laughs> <laughs> Not chapel. Yikes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, even even with chapel itself, it's like, okay, yeah, we get the salvation message. Yeah. Can we learn how to actually walk in it? For sure, which is so important for, what were we, in high school age? Like, I- any age, like kids in general, like to understand how to, okay, how do I tangibly live this out? And I feel like, a lot, I don't know how it was for you, but like in chapel, a lot of it for me was just very surface level. Yeah. And again, cutesy, and it's like, Okay, raise your Bible, pray, worship mm-hmm. the Lord, you yeah. know, and all of those things are great, but it's like, no, but like what happens when I'm tempted? Yeah. I have these peer pressure. What do I do with that? Yeah. How do I navigate if my friend is suicidal? Right. You know, mm-hmm. I just feel like they weren't sometimes, God bless them, they weren't equipping us the way that yeah. they could have been. Yeah, I would agree. And I'm grateful my school was attached to a church. Okay. And my youth group, I would say, is where I did learn those tools. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know. (laughs) We got it from somewhere. Yeah. I mean, everyone, you have to dive into it for yourself. Absolutely. Anyway, but, like, there definitely has to be a starting point of someone kind of directing you so true so true so, yeah i mean i think we we were where we were supposed to be absolutely but and ironically i have my 10-year reunion high school reunion oh so i guess you would know my age anyways my 10-year <laughs> high school reunion on next friday wow which is wild i'm i'm not gonna lie i'm a little nervous because we had a five-year reunion I didn't go to that because I was living in a different state, but I'm a little nervous (laughs) because I'm like, okay, I'm going to be like resubmerged in that. And I just don't know if like certain vibes are going to be weird, you know, you know how reunions are. So actually I don't because my school does not exist anymore. RIP to her. I mean, <laughs> it, it it's still a building that's there. They just changed the name, and they don't have right. sports. So, like, what are we doing? Yeah. So it's like, is that really a school? Yeah. I mean, it it is. I mean, <laughs> I was there for the 
the basketball. <laughs> oh, how's how how, how were your teams? Um, our football team was really good. Um, my freshman year. Okay. And then our football team sucked. And then our basketball team was really good my senior year, and we won state championship. Oh my god! For the first time in the history of the school. Shout out to what's the school called? Oh wait, never mind. Don't say that because we're on a public podcast. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. But shout out to that school. Woo! And Mr. Victor Green. Victor Green, who lives in Paris now. What? He's fancy. How did he get there? Do you know the story behind that? Um, He went to Duke Divinity School and then got a job in Paris. So That's funny that you mentioned Duke Divinity School because, so Reggie has always said, I feel like you're going to go back school like seminary divinity school i'm like please please don't speak that over me <laughs> but i said if i did ever go back i would consider duke divinity school why i don't know it just sounds kind of cool i know nothing about the program but it just sounds kind of cool <laughs> so you heard it here first folks if i go there you'll know <laughs> will they well i don't know <laughs> nah they won't know no. <laughs> um, yeah, I wish that you could go to seminary for fun, you know? Like Okay, wow. <laughs> I feel the same way because I'm like the tests, the papers, yeah. the I mean we can, can do Can I be all a that. recreational seminary student? Right. Like just for right. knowledge. And go for free. Yeah. <laughs> In what world? I don't know. But I just feel yeah, I that's how I feel. Cause I think I'm going to be honest, the idea of going back to school low-key triggers me because when I tell you I was crawling out of college, crawling, it was, college was um, very challenging, very challenging academically for me, especially being a person like, you know, you're that person in high school, you're like, I get treaties, <laughs> and you're like, that's cute, wait till you get to college chat with me then <laughs> so i'm like the thought of going back that to school is, is like, why they say c's get degrees because that is how you will feel i'm i'm telling you what <laughs> by the end of it you're like get me out of here see sounds good to me <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me so yeah yeah wow well, we've been talking for a long time it goes like that i'm so sorry no okay it's fine did you all enjoy this shout out to jess thank you for having me on like I'm just, let me tell, okay, I'm going to go on a rant a little bit here really quick. I am so grateful for Jessica because she teaches me a lot in my life on starting things, doing things in excellence, but also just like getting after it. You are, I mean, I'm sure you're not always fearless, but it comes across as you are fearless because you just start. And you're like, I'll figure it out later. All the logistics, I'll figure it out later. And I'm just so grateful that I get to be in close proximity to that because it makes me better. And I'm trying to be better about that. Dying to my perfectionism and just leaning in and being like, just do the dang thing. And you're doing the dang thing. So shout out to you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. This was so much fun. Yay. Guys, make sure you comment. Oh, not me. Not my YouTuber coming out. Sorry. Comment this and subscribe. Comment and subscribe. Yes, but make sure you comment and rate this podcast. Not me taking over your podcast. I'm so sorry. Fine. But I just feel the need to say it because you won't. <laughs> rate this podcast. Share it with your friends. It's my new favorite podcast. And it's bomb. And it's so much fun. 
Period. Period too. Okay. Good talk. Ah! <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Bye.